This is Well Basically with your hosts, Mike DeSilva and Sam Weeks. Well, basically. On today's show, we talked about some ghosts of Christmas past, our attitudes to food and how they may have changed. And also, then moving into some gratitude, some thank yous, some reflection. Was it a deep and meaningful one, wasn't it? DMs. (laughs) Mikey, send him one. (laughs) Merry Christmas. This is... you can. We are spreading Christmas cheer this week. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode number 79. Yeah, fucker. I won't give it to anyone. Thank you so much to all you guys who have listened all year. This one goes out to you. We love you. First, second, third, fourth, all of the listeners. Merry Christmas and a happy, happy New Year. So good I could lick you. Hey Katie, what's your favourite Christmas number? Okay, you're gonna like you're, you're gonna like. I've got some really funny ones in the tuck. <laughs> some really <laughs> funny ones. I I really quite I I, I kind of like Michael Bublé. Yeah, well, that's of course, of course, of course. Hey, let me let me give you. I'll give you someone else who I think's way better. Mm-hmm. Um, I may have played this last year. I'm not sure. This is definitively the best Christmas album. I just came back from a lovely trip oh. along the Milky Way. I stopped off at the North Pole to spend a holiday. I called on dear old Santa Claus. To see what I could see. 1930s housewife. He took me to his workshop and This is Ella Fitzgerald. This is the quintessential Christmas album that everyone should listen to. You better not cry, better not pout, I'm telling you why. Really fast version of Jingle Bells. Wow. So jazzy. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on Bob Hill ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride How good. and sing a sleigh. Let's go live. Living fast and balling at Christmas. It's going to be a good Christmas this year. Santa know when you go to bed. And we balling. Oh, good. This is a group called Dipset who I was obsessed with when I was 16 years old. They did a Christmas album. And they literally just talk about... Selling cocaine the whole album. <laughs> That's very, very good. Right. 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 
I wonder how many copies it shifted. He shovels yay every day. How good. This goes on every year. It has to. Ooh, they've bleeped out the swears. Probably because it's a Christmas album. I have a Christmas fact for you too. Okay, you yeah. Hit us with it. So, apparently, male reindeer in Chris, in winter lose their antlers So and female reindeer don't. So, actually, all of the reindeer who pull Santa's sleigh are girls. Oh, that's wild. So, Ru- Rudolph is... A I always assume his gender or their gender. Oh. Yeah. Spoiler, Santa's not real. <laughs> Go away, Mikey, with your Grinch, like, anti-Christmas. <laughs> I, I took so You're the anti-Christmas like, one, aren't you? Yeah, I don't like Christmas. But um, Why? It's only because it's stressful. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm 100% on board with you on that one. Yeah, I, I have to do the whole split family thing. And, like, my family is super traditional. So it used to be, like, a very long affair. So now I have to jam two to three Christmas events into one day and it's like just too much, too much. At the end of the day, it is the celebration of our the birth of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, isn't it? Yeah, and I love, uh, I love, love, love. Love? Uh, Jesus H. Christ. He loves you. He loves, yeah. read the Bible. He loves, he loves <laughs> gays. He loves them. <laughs> Especially the gays. <laughs> yeah, they're like his favourite group of people. Is there a chapter uh, devoted to the gays? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Mm. Thou shalt not diddle on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> so your Christmas traditions are doing lots of things on Christmas Day, moving about a bit. Yeah, like um, so uh, obviously being in a partnership and all of our families here being in Auckland, Kurt and I kind of normally my family used to do like a breakfast and then we would rush to Kurt's family lunch and then we would meet for my my mum's extended family dinner. So, But it just turned into like way way too much of a rush and like there was just a lot of meltdowns on my behalf because I couldn't handle the on person time all the time and no downtime in between so now we just kind of roll to the lunch and then this year I will leave lunch a little earlier because I'm going to go pick up my grandparents and then take them to my early dinner late lunch with my mum and dad beautiful Hmm. what about you two uh, we're hosting something a little later here. Nice. I'd like, I'd like to be home, but that's <laughs> seemingly impossible. And also your, your lockdown, like in terms of letting people back home has been extended yet again. And I'm kind of over who's uh. running your country. <laughs> I'm actually, uh. I'm actually getting quite mad about it. She's Why? trying, it's like they're trying to keep something out that is inevitable now. Yeah, right. it's already. I think they're trying it's already to keep here. as it's little people here. dead as possible. Yeah, I know, but we're all vaccinated now, right? So it it, if they're well, for they're elderly, for, for elderly and, and immunocompromised, completely understand it. But also, there's other factors to consider now. Like I haven't seen my family for two and a half years. Well, I mean, to be honest, time. for me, I don't care if it means another person's going to stay alive. Different perspective. Sorry about it. I mm. don't. I really don't. Like I'm like, if it means another person's going to stay alive. Maybe I'm just as not as not as uh, selfish. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I totally get where you're coming from, but I, yeah. I, and I'm kind of not saying the situation is perfect either. But I'm just saying, I don't know. Uh, for me, I'm still hearing people just like just let it go wild, and I'm like, yeah, but it's kind of happening this, here already. 
They are letting it go wild. They are. They've just like given up. Uh, I think, well, like, hey, this is just kind of the whisperings. It's like um, the hospitals, like, because I've got my cousin, my uncle, uh, some friends, like quite a few people that, that I know are in the medical field here in the hospital, main hospital here in Auckland. Uh, and there's still, like, there's no temporary, like, place where they could put people and it's already pretty full of of covid covid that's the, that's the biggest thing right yeah and so putting, i think that yeah if it's putting yeah. weight on the health system then i i, I think it's could, totally viable but it's um i think my dad 100 percent would have been dead if uh it had a run rife over there yeah, yeah well, I, he's older he's not well so i haven't seen him in four years wow <laughs> look at me here i'm like and i'm like well he's like, still alive Four years is probably better than never again. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm like, oh, it's so annoying. I have four, fa- you know, I have to so do two family things. And you guys are like, I can't even see my family for Christmas. So let me put the pause on and really sit in some gratitude that I can actually see my family this Christmas. So mm. thank you for both of you, like renewing my perspective around that and to take actually a step back and have a look. I'll be seeing Mikey. Mikey's going to come over here on Christmas. Oh, what a treat for you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I came in a bit hard with that. I think also uh, sometimes maybe, uh, I don't know, oh, I, um, yeah, maybe it's not that I'm not as close with my family. I guess I'm just used to not seeing them. Mm. So maybe it's easier for me. That is a an, an option too. So it, I've let me walk never- that back slightly. I've never ever had like a friend's Christmas before. Like I've never been able to go to an event because I get to see my family, which is awesome. Um, where I can actually go and experience what it would be like to have kind of like almost like a friend's All like very Christmas. chill Christmas. That's yeah, and I really it. like. I definitely want mm. to experience that one year. So it's very I think- fun. We start drinking very early. I make <laughs> very very boozy eggnog, and it's a good time. I have the first glass at 8 a.m. Lots of whiskey and rum in there. (laughs) Ooh, so merry. I don't think I've had eggnog. No, uh, no, I have. I walked that back too. Does that definitely have raw egg in it? Because I just don't know how I feel about it. You cook it. Uh, It depends though because the one that I do has egg whites beaten and folded through to thicken it up a little bit. mm, Pasteurized, of course. For safety. Boiled for safety. <laughs> Do you remember Fear, Fear Factor when they'd have to eat things and they'd be like, it's an elk penis, but it was boiled for safety. Please pasteurize your penises. I want to ask a question about Christmas and food and food relationships. I was wondering, seeing as we're at a, a better place now comparatively to, I guess, where a lot of us have been in the past, were there times in your Christmas career <laughs> – <laughs> where your relationship As a dress up Santa? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did that once. Did you? Yeah. Well, can you, you can do it this terrible. year? Where you had soup, like real issues with eating on Christmas? Yeah, I think I, I think I've had a few Christmases that were pretty anxious around food, but I, like, I had um, like a nutritionist at the time, and she just was like instructed me exactly when I was when I was coming out of comp, obviously, uh, exactly how to. Um, not make my tummy really, really sore on Christmas by eating everything. Uh, and like now I reflect back, I'm like, it's kind of messed up that I need a nutritionist to tell me how to structure a day of eating. Like instead of just enjoying it, I had to, I had to have a step-by-step process. She was like, I want you to go and scan the table 
and then I want you to pick what you really want to eat and then I want you to go and put like you know little bits of that on your plate and then really figure out what you like and then you can go back and have a little more and so like I had this like plan in my head and I needed to do it and I I, honestly I can't really remember it that much but you know like uh, reflect on reflection I feel like it, it was like really sad that I had to have somebody to to tell me to pick out the things I enjoyed and then maybe go back for seconds. Like what? That's too much for me to think about. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it was, too, it was too much. Anyway, that was a very long time ago. Now I just roll with whatever, you know, whatever. Like if I'm like my, my job this year is to cook the nut roast. <laughs> so I know Mikey's going to make some horrible joke about that. I can see it. <laughs> I'll refrain on this occasion. The nut roast. Is your yes. family involved in the nut roast? <laughs> oh, God. Go on, go on, get them all out. No, continue, but, um, carry on. Me and Kurt, who partake in the nut roast. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more intrigued about what this entails. Do you um, mush a whole lot of nuts into the shape of a turkey? I know it's nuts and lots of veggies and pumpkin and all kind yeah I don't know but there's a lot of nuts in there to and mushrooms to help kind of bind it together anyway there's binding stuff anyway my job is to cook it this year Basically. you put it all in the food processor and then whack it in a tin like a meatloaf and then off it goes mm. <laughs> <laughs> do you decorate it with pineapples mm. and glacé cherries Ooh, uh <laughs> I'm real low, like real low class. I just squirt a bit of tomato sauce on the top and mouth. like, yeah, like a little bit of tomato based, sauce, you know, like with marimba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually, it's legitimately yum. It's kind of like a roast dinner, uh, meat, love, whatnot. It'd be better if it was wrapped in pastry, to be honest, like a beef oh. Wellington. Mm. Not Wellington. <laughs> Not <laughs> Wellington. Oh, <laughs> What about your Christmas history, Mikey? My Christmas history? I think mine's pretty mild, probably. Lots of running when I was at my worst. Mm. And that's about it. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, there was always a Christmas training session. I always used to have to work out before Christmas Mm because it was like this really thing where you had to like justify what you were going to eat. So I got to do the biggest workout I possibly can before I eat all this food. So fucked. Yeah. And also using like Christmas. Because there have been years where I've been like dieting quite intensely through those periods and mm. just using it Christmas as like, I want to say, excuse to just go crazy and eat way like too much. Yeah. 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 Probably a lot of that for me too. Just eating way past the point of full. Because uh, you're, uh, was... you're still in that habit of being like, it's okay because it's just one day. And then, yeah. And then tomorrow, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. For, I mean, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> what a loser. I'm really- I, I really like the idea me, of leftovers. Me, I mean, not you, not you. <laughs> like, get a life. God, I had, I, had no, I had nothing else to concentrate on, did I? It's so weird, isn't it? Like, that fact that Christmas becomes this day that you look forward to because you can just, like, go off of everything and be a pig. Mm. <laughs> a justified pig. I used to do this insane, like, conditioning session for like we'd always make sure that the crew were going to train on Christmas and it, and it would be like a two-hour session and it would be like this real crazy conditioning session to be fair it was like really really fun but like we'd have to get up at like 5 30 a.m on Christmas to like make it in time to go do this workout and then had our massive day of like family events a sleeping would have been nice <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I get to this point and I realize how far I've come. Like the, my only considerations for Christmas this year are what delicious thing am I going to drink? Sorry, Sam, I'm pretty gassy. And what am I going to... Mikey keeps <laughs> farting. It's disgusting. Oh, I'm no, burping, I'm burping. It's definitely him. burping. It smells like an English muffin. And what am I going to eat? Did I say that? Yeah, you did. Yes. What yeah. am I going to eat and what delicious thing am I going to drink? Are you making anything for Christmas? I'm going to do like some sort of dessert. And I can't Ooh. decide between uh, a peppermint chocolate uh, fudge um, brownie cookies, like Wait, a hybrid. We have, to, we have to hold the phone here. We have to hold the phone here. Mikey? It's going to be two to one. Sorry. No, what? Yeah. No. Peppermint and chocolate, they just don't go together. Nah. It's like a, oh, it's like God. toothpaste on top of a square of nah, chocolate. It's Why good. Would you- it's great. It works. You're incorrect there. Orange and chocolate can and get so festive. fucked. That's the worst. Big oh, no. I think I've said I liked that before, but actually I don't really. Maybe I was just wanting to argue with you that day. <laughs> um, or like that um, that pavlovery thing that's kind of all crumbled and it has fruits mm, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I've made a, I made a pav last year, I think. Or was it the year before? I can't remember. Yeah, I made a pav. I'm doing yeah. my cinnamon rolls this year. Oh, cinnamon <sighs> rolls, big yes. Yeah, sourdough sticky buns. They've got walnuts all oh, over yes. them. Oh. And a sticky sauce. So none of us are, like, concerned about the exercise. We're all into, oh, I love that. Yeah, I don't care. I've been doing so much less exercise because I've just been too busy to even, like, exercise. I've been exercising for other people, so I've been, like, still teaching, mm. like, a couple of spin classes a week, but I haven't been able to do mm. any exercise myself, which has been slightly triggering. But mm. um, I'm, like, happy – if I can get in like once or twice a week for like half an hour, I've just gone, look, this is all you can do that it's not going to like stress you out or press you for time or anything like that. And I've managed to get in once this week and I don't know if I'll be able to get in again, but that's okay. Thinking about me two years ago, that would have stressed the shit out of me. You would have been all over the show. Really? How have you been dealing with those kinds of thoughts? Like, you know, Sam, obviously you just said it was quite triggering. Uh, Do you just kind of rationalize your way around it? I just go, I'm too busy in this. Like it would be, it would kind of be because my training at the moment is quite performance oriented. Mm. I'm really tired. So for me to go and exercise would kind of be a waste of time. And that's how I'm just like, why would I go if I can't actually perform the things that I want to perform well? So I'm like, fuck it for today. It's fine. Like I even tried to do a workout yesterday with Chloe and I was just like, I'm too tired to, to do, do this. this. It took me like an hour and a half to get through a workout. We were just like talking most of the time. And I was like, that didn't really feel like a workout, but it was something. So it's fine. And I'm like, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, but different. <laughs> yeah. You seem quite tired. Oh, I think, <laughs> I think it's time for a rest. Oh, I am so, so ready <laughs> for a week off. I need it. Awesome. It's okay. This week's a little bit quieter and then I'm going to, we're going to. It's been a very busy time for you. Oh my God. Yeah. Death, yes. death, death, death. I even yeah. though I haven't been doing anything, I've felt like over it. Like it's been the, the end of the year, and I'm just kind of like mentally exhausted for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I've got no excuse for that. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, well, kind of yes. Like, I mean, like you know, everything with the lockdowns and stuff has been like extremely stressful, and we've never encountered something like this before. So, it probably has taken its toll mentally more than we even know. And then yeah, I think we'll look back on it, right? Well. Be like. Sometimes you need to come out of it to be like, actually, yeah, that was kind yes. of stressful. Mm, it's crazy yeah. even like thinking about it. I was t- chatting with the sound guy today and I was like, it's been like more than two years that it's been like this. It's mm-hmm. real, real crazy. Yeah, I haven't realized it's been two years. That's how weird it's been. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem like it's just kind of been. Sh- yeah. 
I agree. It's been definitely weird. Um, yeah, I uh, I finished work on Saturday last, so it's just Saturday it's just been, and I've been doing all of like the errands and the cleaning and all of that kind of stuff. And yesterday I sat down and I, like we've got all like extra family obligations and stuff. Yesterday I sat down, I was like, I am so tired from like seeing my clients off and then all of that kind of stuff and organizing and whatnot and then organizing for Christmas. Um, and then today as well, I was just like, you know, I kind of like got some stuff done and I was thinking, man, I feel tired. So Sam, big props to you for like really pushing through on top of all of the extra stuff that you have to organize. Yeah. I got three four trays of cinnamon buns to make in sales today and three loaves of bread. It's all right. We'll get it done. And then Do a stretch find- class and a spin class. You've really committed to that. Oh, uh, yeah, I have. Do you find your bread, bread baking, though, like methodically uh, kind of meditative? Yeah, I used to. <laughs> <laughs> Not I anymore. Like, it, feels very, it feels very rushed and I can't really relax into it at, at this point in time. So it's mm-hmm. just kind of is what it is. I was like uh, digging around for the silver lining. I was like, what about this thread? And you were like, nah, nah. I do nah, really nah. Ma- <laughs> like making the cinnamon rolls though because you make like a caramel sauce and when there's some yeah. left over, oh. you can pop some in the fridge to have on toast. I've been having it on toast. Oh. So delicious. On a wee ice cream. Or that too, yeah. Oh, a cinnamon, warm cinnamon bun with warm caramel and a little bit of vanilla ice cream. Pecans. Oh. Got pecans on it too. <laughs> Yaha. So next year this podcast will be about baking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'll be it'll be us eating. But I really feel like I've fought through most of my food demons this year. I mean, they were still around a bit last year, but I think th- through people we've had on the show, of the many great guests we've had on, and just us talking about it and me thinking about how my relationship to exercise really, when I thought it was fixed, wasn't really. I think mm. I'm kind of really getting to a point where it's like really, really good, which I'm very grateful for. It's been a, a year of development in that regard for me. Yeah, same. I think I'm actually at a point where the urge to over-exercise is really minimised and not exercising feels better than exercising. I don't know if that uh, like makes any sort of sense, but doing less and less and less has been like getting better and better and better. Mm, interesting. Do you think, Mikey, that's because like you've like I don't know if it's like this for you, but for me, I finally got to a point where after everything, and I guess when we get sucked into uh, our demons with overexercising and um, food, it's really easy for us to go. We can't trust our bodies to indicate to us what feels good and what doesn't feel good, and choose appropriate food or fuel sources for ourselves. Right, so we we kind of are. Uh, ship off uh, any trust or reliance on ourselves to other people or to diet culture or to whatever diet, whatever, to tell us what to do. And then I feel like for myself this year, some return to actually, I would say full return to my body and myself and honoring myself uh, and what I want and what the, (laughs) the skin house wants. I can just go, oh, like, do I feel like that? Do I not feel like that? And my body feels real sore. Uh, okay, training wouldn't be a great idea if I'm really, really sore and really, really tired. So cool. I don't I don't need my training split to tell me that I need to do whatever upper body day on that day if I'm not feeling it. Interestingly, I never thought I would say this, but having structure and a plan has helped me exercise less <laughs> than more. 
I've kind of, I'm kind of going off topic here to your question, but like I wrote myself a three day a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, all upper body. Oh, sorry, <laughs> all, all upper whole body. body, um, each one. And my thing is, is if I get too busy or I'm too tired and I miss that day, I don't go back to it. Like if it's a Tuesday, Tuesday's my day off. This is going to sound so basic, but I can't go back to that workout or fit it in. I have to wait till Wednesday. So weirdly having some structure, I thought structure would lead me down the other direction, mm-hmm. but it's actually kept me out of it. Cause I'm like, oh, should, I should really, maybe I should go to the gym. And then I'm like, Oop, it's Thursday. I don't exercise today. That's not in my plan. Structure can be very useful. I actually had this conversation with a client this morning and we're like doing up a bit of a could pro- go either way, but yeah, I'm very interesting that I thought it would be. Yeah. And also on that day. Yeah. I, on that day, there is no rules to have to exercise. Like the other day I, w- I rode down to the beach instead of going to the gym, choose life. Yes. Mikey's pro life. <laughs> <Pro-life. laughs> what was the also conversation you were? <laughs> Re-client conversation, Sam. What were you? Oh yeah, um, I was just saying with? that we were talking about giving a program. She's already quite active, and I was like, a lot of people assume that you need to be training like four or five days a week, and I mm-hmm. generally even to start. And for most people, I'll just give them two days. And I just go do them when you feel good to do them, mm. but try and get these two days in a week, and these are just full body. Two's a great number. Sometimes one's good. I've had I've said this a million times, but you do what works. Well, none, but you. it's good to hear it again. Yeah, and also like looking at other people's lives that don't revolve around exercise, and you're like, wow, yeah, there's a lot more. Mm, there is a <laughs> lot, a lot more. more. It's gotta be <laughs> for me i found like the most uh useful thing around uh structure with exercise i guess uh the last two years uh it got to like a breaking point with me around over exercising where i just went this is something that i can't control because you know like obviously coming with the food stuff too i was at a point where i was like something has to give here and it's only making me feel worse. And so two years ago, obviously I joined my CrossFit gym and um, they have really awesome programming, like uh, super awesome. We have like two recovery days a week and, and stuff like that. So I like, you know, I'll kind of, I took the structure out of my own hands because I, if it was left to me, kind of like with Mikey, uh, you can get a bit sneaky with it. Mm. So I was like, no more sneaky. And I just kind of uh, called myself on my own stuff. And since like, so CrossFit, I'm like, I'll do the workout. And then sometimes I leave it and it will be like, it will have been like, say an upper body day, but it would have been focused on gymnastics and pull-ups. And maybe I didn't work as hard as like my measuring stick is in my head for working hard and I'll be like oh I didn't work that hard maybe I should do some extras later and I'm like no that was my allotted time for training and that was what I did if I don't feel wrecked afterwards that sometimes is a real awesome thing and that is it so it's kind of taken that out control away from me so I relinquished that control around structure and it was absolutely really good yeah, providing you're giving the control to the right person. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. You've got to address what is the right thing for you. So, yeah. What are your guys' thoughts around New Year's resolutions? You may be surprised. I don't really, depending on what they are, like I don't mind them because, you know, you're coming to the end. 
No, I don't like them. (laughs) 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 Okay, what what I'm saying is like you're coming to the end of the year, right? Everyone's having a break. I think you get reflective at this time of year and it's kind of normal to sort of go, moving forward, what do I want after this break? So I'm kind of like that sort of thing, but not – Maybe not necessarily. Mm. You could call those New Year's resolutions. I guess it's all contextual, right? Depending on what they're based on. Like, I mean, for me personally, like dieting, fitness, New Year's resolutions would be something that would be like, get fucked, fuck off. That's just stupid. (laughs) Yes. But um, when it comes to other things, you know, analyzing what you've enjoyed as part of this year and like what you would want more of or what you didn't enjoy, what you might want less of, it can be a a good thing. And it's good to think about those things in terms of self-development. Do you have any, Katie? What Mikey just said, uh, me and Kurt did, uh, we went out for our um, business end of year dinner and we did kind of like a reflection on stuff that we vibed this year and stuff that we wanted to take into next year. Not not in a space of like, oh, here are some goals and we have to do them or like have to have a lifestyle change or things like that. Uh, for me, I was like really found my feet this year, feeling really positive, Um about the direction that everything is heading in. And Kurt was trying to make me get really specific, like, okay, so, like, what's X amount of clients you want to have? And I was like, stop, Uh, because the pressure was just starting to build. I was like, I don't want to think about this right now. Um, So I don't know. I'm not a New Year's resolution person because I feel like it kind of sets me up to put too much pressure, but I like to address things that went well and things I want to take into next year, like, this year we did a uh, art class. Um, we want to do pottery next year, so I like having an element of creativity. So for me, I was like, "Cool. Well, that's something I want to take into next year is to make sure that we keep up doing our creative class once a week." So kind of, but not really. What about you? I not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point, uh, now that, it, but like, because I think you just need a fucking break. Yeah, well, that yeah. first, but like, once I, I uh, have a bit of extra time, it's more, more time and effort into this, this stuff, like getting the Patreon sorted out, because I said that would happen and then it didn't really happen. There's a few things that, like, I'm really good sometimes at being like, yeah, I'll get it done. And then life gets in the way and stuff gets keeps getting pushed around and like my lists get all out of control, particularly when I get to a certain extent of busy. My lists are, t- are told to stop that from happening, but sometimes I just throw everything out the window and go, we're just going to do this week. That's all that's yeah. going to happen. We're just, just going to do it. So That's I've, been my whole life. Uh, yeah, I've been a bit that way for the last probably month or so, but I think I can manage that stuff a little bit more effectively. That's something that I can do a bit better, just in terms of like staying on top of things and not getting stressed. Otherwise, it can be a bit chaos. Well, I mean, Sam, like – when we like when I reflect back on like you know the some conversations we've had around everything, you basically hit the ground running from coming out of lockdown like you were straight into gigs. So like I think like you know if we think of it, the analogy like this, when you're a rabbit and you're so d- busy digging a, bar- a barrow, uh, like bun bun, um, you know you're just like dig 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 dig. It's real hard to like stop for a second and then like look around and see Make how sure much. You- you don't, yeah, you don't tear apart any worms on the way in. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, a herbivore. Trees, <laughs> and stuff. But you know what I mean. You've been you've been absolutely dropping the hammer <laughs> since since like what what is this? How many months now for you guys? How many how many months have you been like able to do stuff? 
Gosh, I don't even know. Time. Yeah. Know. What is time? <laughs> what even is it? <laughs> it's an illusion. What are we? What about you, Mikey, in review? Do you have anything? Things you want more of? Oh, my God. Yeah, a lot more. I've taken it. So I haven't been working these last few months. And in all honesty, you might look at that and go, haven't been very productive, have you? Because I had this big plan to be horrendously productive, do all these ideas, and then I got into it and I was like, I just need a fucking break. And sometimes it's all right to – I don't feel like I've achieved too much, but I kind of have. Like I've given my brain a bit of a break that I really needed, read a lot of unnecessary things, Um, and it's been nice. I think it's okay to be non-productive sometimes. Because you see so much of the shit, how to be more productive, how to do things better, how to work smarter, not harder. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm just not, not even going to work. <laughs> because sometimes you actually need that. Because I think um, we do live in this world where, you know, your value comes from how much you achieve. And yeah. I decided that, you know what, there's some things I definitely want to do, but I'm, I'm good as I am for the moment. Mikey sounds like he's done with the system. <laughs> Done with the rat race. He's going to leave the city and live in the bush. <laughs> Go off the grid. <laughs> Share my own sheep and sow my own smocks. Oh, my God. I reckon you could do that. <laughs> I couldn't, no. I would love to live off the grid. I reckon it would be great, you know. Sometimes, oh, particularly in Sydney, it feels like a real race and, like, it's mm. like as anything – well, I don't know. I've, I really like my job and I, I – but the whole idea of, like – having to work super, super hard in order to do the things yeah, and, and buy the things. Do the things really have value? Is this the stuff that I, that I value? And a lot of the things that I've learned with hanging out with Chloe and going to these doffs and doing all this stuff is that like actually what life is really about for me, and this is what I figured out over this year, is actually connection and communicating with people and meeting new people and having important conversations. Not about things. It's about mm. experience. And when you're working really fucking hard – yeah, work can be an experience, like like playing music is an experience, but like you should be striving to do that stuff as much as you can, you know? And I think lots of people have a tendency to get caught up in where they should be and what they should be doing, and they don't stop to smell the flowers and enjoy the experiences that could be right in front of your eyes. can't remember where I read this, and it really resonated with me the other day. It's, it's on the same line, Sam. So uh, it was from a person who was talking about Indigenous cultures and how with Western societies we think that our main goal in life is to find a purpose. Like what is our purpose? Maybe that's being a tech entrepreneur or a nurse where we can care for people and they were basically talking about how there's a whole structure put in place with working and all that kind of stuff. And you measure your value on working. And then they were talking about in a lot of uh, indigenous cultures, the underlying uh, pinning of belief is by existing and connecting and contributing, that is the beauty and rhythm in life. It's by just being present and knowing that you being here is a, a beautiful thing and you don't necessarily need to have this crazy intense worth based job or, or career or thing to be worthy in existing in space and time. And I thought it was really beautiful. That is exactly analyzes what I was talking about. Mm. Existing and contributing. I like it a lot. Well, 
I feel like that was a nice little chat. How should we wrap this up? How do you want to wrap it up? I think what we can move into is saying thank you so much to everyone who's listened to this to us this year. I mean, I, I know I said it at the start, but it really, really means a lot. It's been a tough year for everyone. It's been rough. It's, and like <laughs> recording in a room and being on uh, online and having these chats with people has been real great, but I understand that it's been really, really tricky and we might not have always been the easiest to listen to because we do like to have a bitch and a moan sometimes, don't mm. we? Yes. I also want to say a huge thank you to all the guests that we've had on. There are some really, really memorable ones over this year in particular. We've really had that ability through Katie as well to just get a number of people on. So thank you to all of you. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Merry Christmas. And I want to, I, I'd, like the, I'd like the people to get balls deep next year. I'd like to invite them to get right up in our business. <laughs> and um, ask more of those questions. Ask more of those questions. Yes. Get, get involved about anything. Yeah, and we will be we'll all be back in the new year. We'll have to yes. coordinate and that figure it out, but somewhere somewhere in January, in the middle, at the end, somewhere in there. And um yeah, we hope you have the best to tail end of the year. So oh, oh, Merry little Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely wanna uh like just jump on in and say thank you to to Sam and Mikey for embracing uh me and my forever changing hair uh, every week. Um, and then also thank you to everybody who's tuned in and embraced me coming on and, you know, as as a fun time friend uh, of a potty. Fun time um, friend. I like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, giving really great feedback and also hopefully I gave some stuff that was helpful. But thank you to all of you because – you helped me process through some stuff. And, yeah, so I, it's, I feel like it goes both ways. Full circle, baby. That was the wrong button. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to, well, basically, if you find Katie, you can find her at Katie Fisher Fit. If you want to find Mikey, you can find him at Well Basically Mikey. If you want to find me, you can find me at Well Basically Sam. The website is www.wellbasicallypod.com. It's real green. Actually, sort of a Christmas color, isn't it? Santa's gloves, hang it on sometimes tree. green. Print out the logo, hang it on a tree. That's it. Make us make a star out of Mikey's face and put it right at the top. That's what I do. That's what, yes. I, sh- that's what I should have done. I'm regretting it now. Prizes for anyone that does that. Yeah, if you put if you put Mikey on a tree, send us a picture. I could literally Please. be on the top of your tree. Yeah, we'll send you a, a signed autograph by Mikey himself. You can put it on the internet as an NFT, make millions and millions of bitcoins. <laughs> yes. Well, basically, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Ah, 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 ah.